Welcome in. Time again for the Punters Podcast. We're back for another week. Johnny Turner, your host. Great to have everyone back on board as we count down to the New Zealand Cup. The spring features both trotting, pacing and age group. Things really starting to heat up. And of course, yes, we'll get a really good line on, well, a better line on what's happening with a lot of runners in the New Zealand Cup after this weekend with the Holmes DG and the Methven Cup. Uh, looking forward to getting a line on where the fix is at. Chase Auckland, massive question marks over where he's at especially mentally after he uh, has thrown in two gallops in his last two starts uh, and stablemate Ashley Lokas on the on the rise, I think he's a bit of a, a forgotten cup force Ashley Lokas uh, certainly helps not having to clash with uh, turn it up, his stablemate he was left in his shadow last season and in the shadow of Spankham in those four year old ranks but I think he stepped up this time in, uh, we'll talk about that horse uh, the All Stars and more when we uh, look at the Methvin Cup. Uh, a good look at the Holmes DG as well. This is uh, going to really uh, sort a few out. Obviously, back to the 2,700 metres. We've been seeing mile races and uh, 2,200 metres to uh, events to kick off the open class scene in the North Island. But yes, back to the 2-7. We'll see who can stay and who's a pretender. A good clash there between Max Shard and Triple Eight, who was very impressive in the Spring Cup. Yes, we'll have Gore and Eddington covered as well. Uh, those tunes in the background you hear ticking away there. A little bit of Fat Boy Slim, something a little bit different. This one, the inspiration for this week's uh, musical selection came courtesy of uh, former racing Juno Matt Smith, who's been known to occasionally tune in from time to time. Uh, right, let's get into things. We'll get uh, leading Northern trainer Barry Purden. He's the trainer, of course, of Mark Shard who is a contender for the home G, Holmes DG. We'll get him on the line and kick off this week's edition of the Punters Podcast. Joining me now is uh, leading Northern trainer Barry Purden, who has a two-pronged attack on the Holmes DG, a race you'd obviously be keen to win. Barry, with the, first of all, we'll talk about uh, Max Shard. Gee, I was very impressed with his fresh-up run. Uh, he uh, sat parked throughout and, and fought right to the line. Yes, that's right, he did. Yeah, he'd only, he'd only had one trial, uh, Johnny, so he, uh, yeah, we, we thought he might just need it a wee bit, and um, so what he did was great. Yeah, we... Sitting outside the lead is not his go, really. Uh, but anyway, he stuck on well and uh, and just got caught on the line, basically. You obviously dodged uh, the really late part of the season. That looks to have paid off with the way he's come up. A good little break and maybe even returned even better than he was. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, he, he has returned better. He, um, yeah, it just took him a little while to adjust to the class he was in. He'd only won three or four races, I think, before he had to meet the open-class horses. So it was... Uh, yeah, he he, uh, he probably got his back, so I kicked a few times. <laughs> just took him a while just to adjust to it all. But anyway, he's good now, and he's uh, he's uh, he's up with the good ones, I think. Obviously, a horse that's come through the age group ranks, and a lot of them get to standing starts and have no idea. But gee, he can he, he can step very well for a horse that you know hasn't had huge amounts of, of practice at it. No, well, that's another thing. He, he just was a bit slow a few times there around Christmas last year, but then he picked it up pretty quickly, and he. He can. He can begin good if he just gets on the right foot. Yeah, for sure. 
ball of art in the same race. Gee, he's, uh, as you've spoken about, a horse that uh, they don't have to win too many to get right through to the top grade, and he shot through the classes, and I guess he's a horse that'll possibly need some time in that grade to adjust to things. Yeah, I think so. Johnny, his work's been good too, but um, as you say, you know, it's a big jump going from... Uh you know, racing C3 and 4s basically on the old scale anyway to uh, these horses. And, um, yeah, so anyway, he's off the front, so he's got a bit of a, a start on everything. So, uh, no, he seems good too, and uh, yeah, we'll see how we go tomorrow. Uh, Bad to the bone returns, obviously a horse that showed he's uh, up with the top two-year-olds last season. How's he returned this time? Yeah, I've been pleased with him. He, uh, once again, he's only had one trial. Uh, he got home good, though, and um, he's not far away, uh, I think, but... Um, Obviously, three on the second line. He's going to need a bit of luck, and I think whatever he does, he'll be he'll be better for the run. But uh, he'll still go good, just the same. We're expecting the same sort of usual honest performance from Soul Ambition, who, who barely lets the team down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, he's drawn quite well too this week. He's usually out a little bit, but um, he should he should end up getting a good run. But uh, yeah, he's he's sort of always been round about. And, uh, a couple of nice three-year-olds in there um, with. Um, um, Robert Dunn's got one in there. I just forget his name now, but he goes good too. So yeah, no, it'll be it'll be a good race that race. Yeah, Mighty Lou, that one. He uh, he's, Lou, yeah. he's a nice horse too. Yeah, uh, Henry Hugh, uh, obviously very impressive. Uh, had a wee gallop last time. I imagine you've been working on that issue. Yes, we have. Yeah, we have uh, been working on him. He's uh, he seems good though. He, he's good at the trials on Saturday, and um, he just went around at a quiet run, but he, he's. Um, He's been pacing really well, so we're pleased with him. And um, so, you know, he, he probably may have won last time if he hadn't made a mistake. But there you go, it happens. <laughs> it certainly does. Wainui Creek in the same race. Uh, how's she coming along? Obviously, uh, stepping out for your stable. Yeah, I'm really pleased with her. She's a nice mare. She um, she won again on Saturday at the trials, and yeah, she goes into the race pretty well. Really, I think she should go very close. Uh, the, the the trotter in your team, Sonny Glynis, I've been impressed with the way this horse has been so consistent, but also uh, each each time she steps up in grade, she seems to handle things pretty well. Yeah, she's always round about, and um, you know, a few of the better ones are starting to come out now, so um, it won't be easy, but um, no, she, she, she usually, she made a blue last time, but she usually trots good, and and she's always round about, so uh, I'm sure the same will happen tomorrow. And race nine, uh, be my rock and thumbs up. But one thing we know, a thumbs up, uh, you'll be hoping certainly won't be as lucky as unlucky as last time. Uh, if he can get a clear run, he's, he's obviously going to be hard to beat. Yeah, that's right. He, um, he got checked early and obviously lost a bit of ground and still got home really good. So, yeah, he's got a nice draw. He should go good. Yep. Hey uh, Barry, appreciate your time uh, Great to see uh, you emerging with uh, another cup runner this year Looking forward to uh, watching how uh, Max Shard uh, progresses through to Christchurch Will you sort of take off down south at, at any sort of predetermined point The Kaikoura or Ashburton or anything like that Or will you just play it by ear? Yeah, no, at this stage anyway We'll probably just race at Auckland on the 25th of October And then um, just work our way down And perhaps have a run at the cup trial And then go into the cup That's the so- plan Hey, uh, Perry, really appreciate your time and good luck on Friday night. Uh, pleasure, Johnny. No problem. That's Barry Purden, head of the Holmes DG. Wasn't he some horse Holmes DG? Let's have a look at the markets. Uh, this is the 2,700-metre feature uh, over the handicap, so uh, we'll keep an eye out for those. Uh, Boulevard uh, 31's uh, Young Conqueror, 
off the unruly 101s Boulevard off the front. 10 metre mark, Mogul 41s, uh, the Devil's Own 420. Millwood Maisie back from Australia, $18. And better start dreaming at fives. 20 metre markers, Max Shard 310. Check in, $15. Solid gold, $15. And off the 30, Triple Eight. 30 metres and $3.80 his price. Uh, Scratch Star Galleria, sad news during the week that he's under an injury cloud. We hope for the best there. Vets will scan his leg uh, later in the week, Friday, possibly Monday, somewhere around there, and we'll report back uh, the findings of that. Uh, his New Zealand Cup chances uh, looking pretty bleak at the moment by the sound of things. Anyway, this race... I was taken by the run of Max Shard fresh up, set parked and fought right to the line uh, in the, what is that race, the Spring Cup, yes, the Spring Cup. Uh, the turnaround and handicap's a big factor here. Uh, he and Max Shard, 10 metres between them this week, and uh, they had, to, well, to be fair, Max Shard had a much tougher run than Triple Eight, so I think it's fair to say um, with that advantage he can certainly turn it around. Triple uh, Eight was sensational, a brilliant drive from David Butcher got him home, pushed off the pegs with a a lap to go, and uh, he he went. Uh, sin- he was really really good uh, in winning. Uh, it's hard to to drop a horse when he wins that well. However, uh, I've stated my case for for the turnaround in result this week. Uh, as far as the rest of them go, I've got a slight bit of value there. Chicken was hitting the line not too bad in the Spring Cup, and there was two more to consider in this race. Uh, the Devil's Own and Better Start Dreaming. Oh, I thought both had their chance in the Spring Cup. Oh, I was disappointed with both of them. Uh, with the advantage of starting off the front, uh, they battled into third and fourth with the Devil's Own taking third, so that's why I've gone him as my fourth selection. Uh, I think they're both capable of better, those two. Uh, my, uh, in summing up, the Holmes DG 2700 metre handicap on Friday night, seven max shard to beat 11, triple eight, eight check in, and four the Devil's Own. Uh, a quick look at the feature trot, we're not going to go in depth here. Le Monde off the 60, so a punter's nightmare. Uh, takes on CK Spurs, Satorius, and Prez the bell uh, to name a few I've gone CK Spur to beat Le Monde uh, Satorius for third he steps up in grade but he seems to be handling it in the return of Prez the bell who may just need one to show her absolute best uh, highlights on the undercard for me uh, this clash between Mighty Louie and Bad to the Bone uh, Barry Perdinoy has already touched on that. Mighty Louie with a, ma- a major fitness advantage. Uh, bad to the bone with the the, uh, the class and the Group 1 form behind him. I I really thought Mighty Louie might have just fought on a touch better in that side stakes heat at, at Cambridge. Uh, won by, uh, well, the, the Green Runners obviously had the wood on him there and he battled it in along the passing lane. I thought he might have just pushed him a little bit harder. Uh, bad to the bone uh, will obviously be better for this run, but uh, he, as I said, he's got the class on his side, so I'm looking forward to that battle. In race six, Henry Hugh versus Wainui Creek. I'm not sure I possibly should have asked Barry this about the driver situation. Zach sticks with Henry Hugh and Scott Phelan on Wainui Creek. Uh, not sure what to make of that. Obviously, she's a class filly, Wainui Creek, but gee, how could you not be taken with the runs of Henry Hugh so far uh, ahead of that gallop? Uh, those two really nice uh, really nice wins uh, until he made that mistake last time out. Obviously expecting uh, Wainui Creek to be the one to beat. However, a draw advantage uh, to Henry Hugh. He should make things uh, interesting, and he should obviously be filling uh, the Quinella with his stablemate. So that is a look at the Auckland card. 
can't wait for that Holmes DG. Uh, I really think Max Shard can step up and say, yeah, I'm a genuine New Zealand Cup contender. And if he does, it'll add a lot of interest to the race because we're all sort of scratching around thinking, who do we pick behind Spankham at the moment? We'll obviously get a good line on that on Friday night. And we'll certainly get a better line on things on Sunday. We will crank a few more tunes and we'll go to the, one of the trainers of the Methvin Cup runners in Mitchell Kerr. Joining me on the line is trainer Mitchell Kerr. He steps out smoking by in the Methvin Cup on Sunday. Mitch, how's, uh, how's he progressed through the winter? How's he coming up in the spring? Uh, yeah, Johnny, really, uh, really happy with this guy. Actually, he's um, he's coming up great guns, and um, you know he's gone two nice workouts, and especially the the last one, uh, you know, really finished on strongly, and it was a good hit out. So, you know, uh, fresh up on the grass is never an easy task, but um, you know he's been in a while now and done a lot of groundwork with him, so pretty happy with his fitness. Um, yeah, it's a it's a bloody uh, it's a good field, so you'll have to be on his um, a game. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, have you got a bit of a gut feeling on how this horse will measure up in open class against the, the all-star type horses? I take it you wouldn't have thrown in a New Zealand Cup nomination if you didn't think he could measure up somehow? Yeah, it was one of those cases, Johnny, like uh, with the handicapping system, he just, um, you know, he's probably um, a wee bit unlucky, really. He was, you know, winning winning quite regularly and just went straight through the handicapping systems, um, you know, really quickly. So he sort of got to that free-for-all grade before he was ready. Um it just took a wee bit for him to, you know, come to terms with, you know, the hard racing and that sort of side of it. So, you know, and it's probably he's probably another six months um, away from being really um, ready to reverse him. But, uh, you know, you know, what do you do? You're, you're right up there in the ratings. You've got to, you have to race them. So, uh, you know, really, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how he matches up on on Sunday and, and going forward from there. You got a big team in this weekend. We'll take a, a quick look at some of them. Uh, we'll start off with Better Fly, who uh, got a long way off the pace in a recent trial, but gee, she uh, did hit the line quite nicely. Yeah, she did. She um, she just didn't really score up behind the mobile gate. She just sort of you know a bit tentative behind it. So in the end, I just end, end up having to settle last, and that's not ideal. Ran Ashburton, they sort of just took off around the bend and um, sort of left it, left us a bit flat foot. But she did actually make up a hell of a lot of ground and. Um, you know she's really, uh, really well bred, and and um, you know out of a tough mare, and I think she's sort of got, got quite a bit of toughness about her too. So, you know it's a bit of a learning curve on on Sunday, and I'm sure she'll benefit from it for whatever she does. We'll go to uh, Where's Daddy. Obviously, uh, trolled up nicely as well. Uh, just uh, didn't run any sensational sectionals, but obviously was a bit of a wet day there at Rangiori. Were you happy with the effort? Yeah, I was actually really happy with that run, mate. Um, you know, it was, a, it was actually quite a hot speed on a terrible track um, there with the rain and stuff like that. So, you know, he had a real good blow after that, so they were just tidy him right up for tomorrow. Um, I've actually got a wee bit of time for this horse. He's, uh, he's definitely um, he's definitely no slouch, so he's uh, expecting good things on, on Sunday. He's um, a handy wee maiden going forward, so... But he's another one. Whatever he does on Sunday, he'll um, he'll keep going in the right direction. Hopefully, G change is good. Made some big strides over the winter. Comes in again, fresh up. Are you happy with the way this horse has returned? Um, yeah, she's actually come back great guns. But she, um, you know, just still a wee bit on the podgy side. She might just take a couple of runs to hit her straps. But um, you know, when when she does, I'm sure she'll um, you know kick into gear like she sort of did last year. 
um, uh, sorry, you know, later last season. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually I'm reasonably happy with her. She just blew out the other day at the workouts, but um, you know, she goes good on the grass and um, and saying that she's she's another one. She's raced through the grades um, remarkably quick too. So, um, yeah, we'll just have a couple of a couple of runs to get her grounding, and and she's another one. Whatever she does on Sunday, she'll um, thrive on. And the last one on Sunday, can I be me? Uh, obviously, another one that's uh, done well in the winter. However, no prep runs for this one. You haven't taken the horse to the trials. Uh, no, no, I'm really happy with him. Though he's uh, he's a very um, he's a pretty serious horse going forward. Uh, got a lot of time for him, and um, yeah, it's sort of just a, a race to kick him off in. And um, you know, hopefully, he, uh, you know, does everything right and, and whatever. Um, Dad's done a great job with him with with grounding him and, and stuff like that um, late last season. So. Um, yeah, no, I've been really happy with his work. So, sort of, you know, not too worried about a workout. We'll just use um, tomorrow as that sort of, that sort of. Uh, I mean, Sunday as that um, hit out. But uh, yeah, on his work, I'm expecting him to be pretty up to beat. You got a really nice time at Methven. We'll just uh, quickly touch on your tour at Addington. Obviously, uh, a better act was fresh up last time uh, on a hot speed and a, and a hot field. Went really well for second. Would the horse be even better uh, for that run? Oh, absolutely, Johnny. He was, um, you know, he's probably, to be fair, I had him really on the chubby side and he was, you know, probably about three quarters ready going into that race. Um, just got to get the miles into him before a few of these bigger ones step, you know, before a few of these bigger races step out. So that's why he's back there again this week. And, um, you know, he's just come through that run great. So I'm really happy with this horse. He's been pretty nice the uh, next couple of months, I feel. And, um, yeah, I'm expecting him to go a really good race on uh, tomorrow night. And Storm has won two trials really nicely, the last of which by about five lengths. So I'd imagine you uh, couldn't go into this horse's first start with you know without being any more pleased with the horse. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, very happy with this filly. She's uh, you know pretty serious filly going places. I'm picking. Um, you know, um, still a lot to learn, but uh, definitely the motors there. Uh, he's trialled up sensational. Um, so yeah, just looking through to do everything right on uh, tomorrow night and, and you know kick a career off hoping on a good note. Hey Mitch Kerr, really appreciate your time. You got a big team in. We better let you get away and get things sorted for the weekend. Uh, hey, all the best with your uh, your team going to Addington and Methven. Thanks very much, Johnny. That's the very informed Mitchell Kerr. We'll get back to his Addington team in a minute. We'll focus on Methven and we'll go straight to the Methven Cup. Can't wait for this one. Let's have a look at the market. We'll run through in market order. The fix of the favourite at 280. Out to Chase Auckland at 320. Ashley Lokaz 360. Grand Chico 650. Uh, Hale Christian 14. Smoking by 17s. 31s for Classina Maria. An Air Park Flyer. Don't forget last year he won a very cheeky race. He could have just about won. Uh, he, he probably wouldn't have beaten uh, Cruz Bromac, to be fair, but, gee, was uh, very unlucky. Uh, Airpark Flyer, 60 once. Uh, he's been back to the trials after running a shocker fresh up behind Franco Santino. Anyway, we'll get back uh, to the main chances. And, of course, it's all about the fixer and where he's at with his preparation. I think he's here because he desperately needs a run. He needs some conditioning uh, ahead of the cup. And for that reason, I'm willing to risk him. Obviously, the class runner of the field on his record, However, yeah, I've got major concerns exactly uh, about where he's at at the moment. Obviously, he's out at the beach with Regan Todd, who we'll talk to later on in the show uh, because of his hoof problem. And I'm just concerned. Just just the look of his trials uh, look to me like he's well behind the eight ball. 
Obviously, he wouldn't even be lining up if he wasn't a winning chance, uh, and uh, he will wear the uh, ear, uh, the All Stars colours, so that's going to help him a lot too. But however, uh, I'm going Ashley Lopez on top. I was impressed with the way he rounded off behind Spankham in the Canterbury Classic with a run under his belt. I think he can test the fixer. Uh, Grand Chico, I think this is a very serious horse. Obviously, he beat up on inferior opposition last time, although they were handy enough horses. They weren't cup-quality horses. I think this is a horse that's really going to make his mark in open class. I think he wouldn't be here uh, if Nigel McGrath didn't think he was a really serious New Zealand Cup horse. So uh, I've gone him for second. I've chucked in the fixer into third. You cannot leave him out. Uh, such a class animal. And for uh, fourth, I've gone uh, Chase Auckland. Uh, where is his brain at at the moment is the question. I saw him at Omaru, uh where he was just in a heck of a mood and it was no surprise he went on to gallop. He was still sort of uh, a little bit f- sort of fired up after the race. Uh, and then obviously blew the start in the Canterbury Classic and dropped out and there was talks that he uh, he wasn't quite right there after the race. So uh, not sure where he's at. Uh, if he steps and runs and, and goes his best, he's uh, obviously... Uh, one of the fittest horses in the field. Well, he is the fittest. He's had three runs uh, under his belt. So uh, uh, if he does everything right in his brains and gear, he's the he's probably the horse to beat. So I couldn't take him. Uh, I certainly couldn't put him on top, just what I've seen from him mentally the last couple of weeks. However, if he was to put it all together, uh, he's certainly going to be very hard for these um, for these other runners to catch. Uh, in summary, my numbers, Methvin Cup on Sunday, seven Ashley Lopez to beat eight The Fixer, three Grand Chico and six Chase Auckland. Let's get back uh, to the undercard. Uh, it's all pretty simple because we've heard from Mitchell Kerr. Uh, my play's on the undercard. Race four, number two, Where's Daddy. Race 11, number eight, Can I Be Me? Those uh, two from the Kerrban. And a trainer will hear about this horse a little bit ra- later on. Race 10, number 17, Renez May. I think this race on Sunday sets up very well for her. So that's uh, a wrap for Methvin. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, always on the fixer. Where's he at? He could, uh, well, come out, blow them away and say, what were you worried about? Uh, I've been ticking away uh, on the sidelines all this time and everyone's sort of panicking about whether I'll make the cup or whether I'll be fit enough. Uh, obviously, uh, he did the same sort of thing last year. He could be on the same uh, sort of tangent this year. Anyway, we'll carry on with the program. We'll play a little bit more of these funky tunes and we'll come back on the other side and have a look at the gore meeting on Saturday. Joining me on the line is trainer Phil Williamson. Phil, great to see Majestic Man back at the races at Gore on Saturday. How's he come up? How's he enjoyed his uh, break over winter? Yeah, no, really happy with him, Johnny, at this stage. So um, we'll um, kick him off on Saturday and uh, take it from there. But everything seems fine with him. Um, I'm sure he'll race well. Yeah, obviously he's got a a big campaign ahead of him. I imagine he won't go to the races uh, at at 100% fitness, but I would imagine also he would be uh, fit enough to be competitive. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, he's definitely probably... uh, Without overstating the obvious, he's probably uh, the horse to beat. Um, it's a couple in there that, that are nice horses for sure, but um, he has got a bit of quality about him. And uh, yeah, it'd be disappointing if he didn't give it a, a bit of a nudge. He, he's he's had a couple of trials underneath him, and uh, now I think he'll 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 run well. Took a couple of runs last time in though, uh, 
in the early in the season last year. So, um, you know, I wouldn't say he's just a, a line-up and win job, but I'm sure he'll go a nice run. Have you plotted a, pan, a plan through the early part of the season for him? Will we see him at races like, like Ash Burton and then into Cup Week? Yeah, well, that's where I'm thinking perhaps we'll go next, Johnny, actually, Ashburton. So you're right on cue there. Um, we'll just go race by race, see how, how happy we are with them. But, um, you know, we um, our main goal for the year is to uh, get to the Inter-Dominions in Auckland. I think he'll be, well, it's proven that he's well suited with the Auckland way round. And, um, yeah, I just think it's a series that he'll be uh, he'll be suited to. And, uh, yeah. Obviously, Fingers crossed that everything stays right. Yeah, and obviously a very good mobile horse as well. Yeah, yeah, he's got plenty of gate speed or enough to be competitive with those top horses. I mean, uh, there's a few there that, um, you know, Sunday Sun and Mark Cooler and, you know, one or two others, they're, they're very good horses, so certainly going to be have to be on your game. But um, he, he'll be competitive, and that's, that's what we're aiming for. And if you're competitive, you never know if you, you might get your chance to... Um, to knock them off on on some occasion over the over the season. Hey, Monty Python goes head to head with Majestic Man. Good to see him be able to get into a race last time out. He was obviously back in the field at Omaru and then got left parked at Banks Peninsula. So he got himself into a decent position. He was able to show he's going pretty well as he you know it's his ten year old season. Yeah, yeah, he's an old fella, but um, you know he doesn't sort of uh, show his age. He's, he's He's racing really well. We haven't had a lot of luck with him this time in, but the other day he went a much better race. Um, he, as you say, he sat parked at Banks Peninsula and pulled, so um, that's not his go. But um, no, he, he's, he's going actually pretty well, the old fella. He just needs to have the right run to be competitive in a good race if we can uh, get into a, de- a good race. Only one way had a very short campaign last season, but uh, did look above average. Uh, what was the go with with the horse going to the paddock early? Uh, we just weren't happy with him, Johnny. He he was uh, not not performing at his best. We we just felt that time would be his friend, and uh, yeah, we put him aside for a bit. So he's coming back up, and um, hopefully he he'll be uh, pretty competitive in this sort of race. And spirit of Ag- spirit of action goes around nice behind right. You are at uh, Winton. Maybe this horse has returned uh, a little bit stronger. She uh, looked a little bit weak last time in, but uh, that was a good run last time out. Yeah, it was was a better. She tries, she tries hard, but she just lacks that little bit of um, probably class that some of the better horses have. And uh, but she's honest. She does try, and uh, she's only had a handful of starts, so. You know, we've just got to try and keep her in the right rated races for her to be competitive. And uh, she's in one on Saturday where she should be competitive. So, um, yep, we're looking forward to the race. But, um, yeah, the other horse has probably got a little bit of, of quality on her. Hey, Phil, we've got really uh, nice chances at Gore on Saturday. Looking forward to the return of Majestic Man. Just before we let you go, uh, you got Ultimate Stride back in the country. Has he found a nice uh, paddock to, to enjoy a bit of time often? Yeah, no, he, he returned home from the campaign over there and uh, in good order, everything was fine with him. So he's at home now spelling. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, enjoy the wins that he had and uh, and uh, we'll await his return. It won't be this side of Christmas anytime soon. So, um, yeah, but he he done a great job for us. He certainly did. Hey, Phil Williamson, appreciate your help. Uh, all the best for the weekend. 
Cheers. Thanks, Johnny. That's Phil, the trotting maestro. We'll get to the uh, highlights of the Gore card now. Uh, certainly Majestic Man's return is uh, is going to be the headline act. Uh, can he beat Monty Python and Robbie Royale? Well, uh, it's probably a silly question. He'll go out at very short odds, and he should round those other two up. Uh, they look the standout trifecta, those three, if you want to sort of uh, look for a little bit of value outside uh, Majestic Man's win price. Uh, Monty Python, good last time, and Robbie Royale, a transformed horse in the last two starts. I must talk to Brett Gray at some stage about exactly why he's turned his form around because, gee, prior to those last two wins, he was sort of going up the straight at half pace, sort of looking like he wasn't trying too hard. So uh, they've found the key to that runner. It's good to see. Uh, other highlights on the Gore card, yes, the Williamson runner in race four, only one way we've heard about that horse. Very hard to beat. Uh, just has to, to negotiate uh, barrier one from the standing start over the 2200. You'd imagine plenty of horses will be rushing out. Uh, it's just a matter of whether this uh, horse can manage that, and you'd think he'd be well-schooled and should be able to do that. Race five, uh, a, a play for me, is Malinka, a Canterbury Raider who takes on a very, very average field. Uh, should give you a great sight. Uh, and race six is arguably the race of the day in terms of uh, competitiveness. Uh, a really intriguing battle here. Woman in gold versus Need You Now. Uh, Need You Now has been very impressive, but cops the outside of the arm here. Woman in gold was good at Addington last time as well. And uh, I have it between these two, but it is a deep uh, field with the likes of Emerson Lee and Yohar in there as well. So, uh, Probably just a watch, but if I was just uh, uh, going to have to stand one out, I would go woman and gold with the advantage of a draw, but uh, certainly going to be a great race to watch. Uh, The ladyship final, yeah, one of these graduation finals that they do have uh, at uh, at these Southland meetings, which always throws up uh, a nice horse or two, a horse like Emerson Lee. I've obviously left her out of my top two, but uh, she's a smart filly who looked like she had plenty to learn about racing. Uh, Very untapped from what I've seen recently. Anyway, well, that's a wrap for the Gore meeting. Uh, pretty handy sort of meeting there. We'll move on now. We'll get back uh, up to Canterbury. Uh, we've already talked about one of his runners that goes round uh, at Methven on Sunday. And uh, we've already spoken about the fact that he's, uh, how would you call it? He's the hotel manager for the fixer, uh, Regan Todd. He, uh, he's sort of providing the accommodation and the bed and the uh, Purden and Rasmus and Stable are providing the uh, the workouts and all the care for the horse. But, uh, yeah, we'll get the scoop on what's doing at Regan Todd's barn uh, when we come back after the break and we'll talk to him about his runners uh, starting off at Addington and then uh, across the weekend. <laughs> Joining us is the trainer Regan Todd. He's got a team spread across the South Island this weekend. We'll start at Addington Regan. I think Lone Star Lad's getting more headlines than uh, Mark Cooler and uh, Oscar Bonavina at the moment with some of his goings on. And I thought maybe this is the week for him. Uh, he's been so consistent this time in. Barry won from the mobile. There should be few excuses at Addington on Friday night. Yeah, hopefully uh, Friday's going to be his night, Johnny. But no, in saying that, he, he's been consistent apart from the you know the night he, he sat parked didn't really suit him. But apart from that, he's been going great races, been getting back and flashing home. But we've got a good draw over the 1980 from a mobile, so you know we'll sort of look to make the most of that early. And um, Robbie's got options whether hold up or uh, 
we'll take the trail. So now we'll just leave leave that up to him, really. But now hopefully this week's his week. Yeah, he's uh, obviously going well and uh, certainly deserves one. In the same race, Splash Cola, she looked the, the second stringer of the two. Is that fair enough? Uh, yeah, well, she's fresh up for a long time, Johnny, and, and her manners at times aren't the best. Uh, she, she can pull herself into the ground. So it's just going to be a matter of what her attitude's like behind the gate. So um, if she does go away, she, yeah, she'll... she'll Probably the only option of hers to go forward. If you fight her too much, she'll she'll blow to bits. So uh, we're going to give her a couple of starts up here, and um, if she sort of can't perform the next couple of starts, she'll be heading towards the broodmare paddock. Yeah, would uh, she'll make a nice mare. Uh, she's been a handy type over a long time. Let's talk about Let's Hustle in race ten. Gee, this horse has been uh, a bit of a revelation over the early part of the spring and and uh, I guess the late part of the winter. Been uh, clashing, uh, especially last start, with some very nice horses. And I thought this is a handy enough drop back for this uh, for this horse this week. Yeah, yeah, he, he's been going great for us. And just the last the last two starts he's been thrown in the deep end against some of the better ones but he hasn't disgraced himself so um, we missed premiere night last week because he'd, he'd raced for a month in a row so we felt sorry for him and thought we'd better give him away fresh enough and uh, he seems really well and he, he's, he's drawn good too so hopefully he can slot in and, handy and um, can finish over top of him like he can Hey, we'll just quickly ask you about your uh, other runners over the weekend. Hold Thumbs disappointed us at uh, Ascot Park on Saturday, but uh, obviously the mobile suits at uh, Gore uh, to to get away for a starters, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And, and that's and Johnny, I, I had a, um, a a different bit on the other day. He probably just overreacted to it when Sam went to dodge the galloper. So um, he's been down at Nathan Williams for the week and. He's, he's changed a few things, so hopefully, yeah, he can work there off and, and get away from the gate and get a decent line on him, really. Hey, tell us about Swamp Major. He's a horse that we see here always have a few runs and then sort of go away for uh, uh, a time in the paddock. Could we take it that this horse has obviously battled a, a lot of problems through his career? Yeah, we just managed to, to get him back last time. Um, his, his cup day last year was his last run. Actually, he, he ended up breaking up a hind paston, so... Um, he's been injury prone but he seems really good so far and, and he actually gets into a nice race fresh up so yeah it's going to be nearly on 11 months since his last start but he's trialled really good um, would have been ideal if we could got to Meffin in, in the weekend for a run on the grass but um, yeah the weather sort of didn't help us out there but that's the way it is but he's, he's been working well on that and um, it's basically just get that run under about and see where we're at with him. Another uh, horse in a suitable race looks to be Renez May. Uh, doesn't beat, uh, May f- doesn't uh, race a field of champions, so she should get every opportunity, I thought, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I've been really happy with her. The way she wanted her spurred, and she looked like quite a nice mare, and um, she's sort of hitting her form again. It's probably trainer error, backing her up four days later at Addington, but she had a wee freshen up, and she's been working really good, actually, so... Um, yeah, just mares race only of 20. It's it's a really big field too, that's only concern. So, yeah, she's going to need a bit of luck in the running, get a bit of a drag into it. But, yeah, she's sort of handy turning in. She she should run up all right. And we are expecting uh, the usual honest performance from that Alexander guy. Meets a handy enough field on Sunday in uh, race six, but uh, he barely uh, lets you down, does he? Yeah, he's, he's been going good too, mate. Look, yeah, he's no star. He's a bit in the, in the let's hustle group, but... Um, they're nice and consistent, and they've got another win or two under their belts if, if they're placed right. So um, with the draw, he's, he's going to get a good run anyway. He'll be trail or three back at worst, hopefully. So 
um, he, he'll just need the gaps. Those big, long straights seem to open up a bit more, don't they? So, um, no, hopefully we'll see him finishing over top. Hey, uh, good luck with your team. We can't let you go without asking about your, uh, what, you, what will we call him, your bo- stable border at the moment, the fixer. Uh, obviously, uh, it uh, must be a good situation when you, you get a horse in your team and along come a couple of workers in the name of Mark Purden and Natalie Rasmussen to get his uh, work done in the mornings. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's a bit of a thrill having him there. So um, that'll be good to see how he goes on Sunday. But yeah, they've done, they've done absolutely everything with him. We're just lucky enough to um, have him there staying. So no, it'll be great to see if he can go good on Sunday and head towards the cup all going well. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, Regan Todd, appreciate your time and uh, good luck for uh, the weekend. Beauty, thank you. That's Regan Todd. Uh, we'll move on from the fixer and everything going on. We'll go back to Addington where he has uh, the majority of his team. Uh, we'll, we'll look at the highlights across the card. We'll start in race one. I like uh, three El Capitan when a big race last time out after being left park. Did uh, open the favourite but still a little bit of value there around the 280-290 quote. Race three, two. We've heard about Storm from Mitchell Kerr. Uh, to be fair, he should be winning this race. Race three, number two, Storm. A really intriguing con. Contest race four, uh, a sort of three-way head-to-head go here between Ima Jiglo, the unbeaten three-year-old cruiser who has been a, a bit of a, uh, a revelation through the spring and winter, and a better act who we've heard about also. Uh, I've gone a better act to beat the other two. I think uh, he's just a bit more hardened at this uh, in this sort of grade. Uh, the other two have risen into this grade, but I think he's uh, he's hardened, and as Mitchell said, uh, he's going to be a little bit fitter th- for taking on. Grand Chico last time out so he's my play here uh, a better act should be a fascinating race nonetheless race 7 will be a fascinating race seems that uh, the race sees the return of amazing dream gee it's no uh, no just turn up and win job although she is very very classy uh a race fit bunch of handy mares to take on, but uh, looking forward to the resumption of Amazing Dream. A dollar fifty, I probably wouldn't be uh, too tempted by that. A uh, race eight's an interesting proposition. Uh, One dollar sixty-five favourite Winterfell. He was disappointing at Banks Peninsula when punters climbed in, but gee, uh, you wouldn't have seen me backing him because he'd had one run leading into that, and obviously it was a, a big staying test out there on the grass, and uh, he blew out as you would expect. He'd had one soft run leading in, and you'd expect him to be better, however, on Thursday night. So uh, Winterfell, the value around Valoria, who has opened up the third favourite behind Ingheim. Um, I thought Valoria's been excellent and has just looked a touch stronger this time. And so uh, if you want to play one, I would possibly be going each way around Valoria. Uh, race uh, number nine, five, comfortably numb, a newcomer to the Anderson stable. And Matt Anderson can uh, really turn a horse around and get it humming uh, down. Uh, with his beach work and all the rest of it so that will be a horse to follow for me race 9 number 5 comfortably numb and we've heard about Let's Hustle does take on two nice horses in uh, down to the bone and of course stunning magic however Let's hustle it. Good each way odds around the sevens and $2 for a place. Uh, that money back for a place, I think that's outstanding value. So uh, that would be the play for me. Probably the probably the play of the Addington card, I think. Uh, let's hustle the place. He uh, was desperately unlucky two starts ago and then last start. Pretty sound uh, in behind uh, 
in behind I Am A Gigolo, actually. So, yeah, that was a good form race as well. So, anyway, that's a wrap for the Eddington card, a Thursday meet. They don't get uh, too many, too many uh, Thursday meetings at Eddington. So, anyway, that's the go there. Uh, we'll move on. We have a massive, massive race happening across the Tasman. It's very intriguing because it's drawn such an even field. I speak of the Victoria Cup. We'll go now. Uh, we'll play a few more tunes. This one going out of my head, Fat Boy Slim, but more flat, Fat Boy Slim on the program. But yeah, on the other side, we'll catch up with Brittany Graham and have a full look at the Victoria Cup. Great to have Brittany Graham back on the program ahead of one of the big spring features across the Tasman, the Victoria Cup, on Saturday night at Mountain. Brittany, gee, the uh, the nature of this field and the barrier draws have made this an absolutely cracking contest. Yeah, hello to you, Johnny. No doubt about that. It is a very, very even field. I don't think there's any one standout, uh, which makes it an interesting race because we obviously don't want to see a bit of a procession, but this race has so many different scenarios. As you mentioned, the barrier draw has made things even more interesting. But I think we knew going into the barrier draw uh, that this race was going to be pretty heavily determined, well, what we thought was going to be pretty heavily determined by the barrier draw, and that has certainly been the case. But Yes, some very interesting form lines converging and it's a tricky, tricky race to work out as well. The three key barriers appear to be one, Colt 31 from, yeah, obviously from one, then uh, Cash and Flow from two and Bling It On won the second row. Uh, have you got a strong opinion on who may settle where? Uh, obviously there's a lot of talk around Cash and Flow leading. However, Colt 31's not too bad out and uh, I don't think Grant Dixon would just hand over the lead straight away, would he? Yeah, it's a tricky one. I've always had the opinion that Colt 31 is better off the speed. I think all of his big race victories have been from off the speed. Of course, his Victoria Derby win at this very track at Melton was super. He was nearly last at the quarter and he managed to wind up and, and take that feature out. Of course, his Black's a fake win yet again. He settled in the back half of the field. That race was really run to suit him, but he hit the line super strongly. And I think we've seen in a few big races where he has been in front, that's where he's come undone. The Sunshine Sprint, he had to do a lot of work to hold the lead and he was run down by a hoke, a puncher. I think the New South Wales Derby as well, much the same. He was in front and wasn't able to hold them off. So I guess looking at that, my opinion is that he will take a sit, Grant Dixon, especially with a horse like Blue and On on his back. If he leads, Bling and On will probably just get in for speed every day. So well, not the Colt 31's steady by any means, but... There looks to be such strong pressure here. So no doubt Grant will have to do a little bit to ensure that he holds the trail because Colt 31 certainly isn't brilliant off the arm. We saw in the sunshine, Sprinty can certainly hold his own. But if a horse like Buster Brady goes forward early, San Carlo goes forward, you don't want to be just sitting there meekly and, and having a bit of a breakaway and all of a sudden you're chasing to hold the leaders back. So I don't see Colt 31 being in front, but a lot of people do. So it's certainly going to be interesting tactics by Grant Dixon. And I can tell you one Thing, you're not going to get much out of him in the lead up either. <laughs> fair call, yeah, we, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a fair call. Hey, let's move on to. Uh, it sounds like you were predicting it, you know, enough mid race pressure in this race to bring in the possibility of a swooper, and that obviously opens it up to bling it on getting off the pegs and being a realistic chance of, of reeling these other.
the horses in so long as the brakes go his way and he can and find a gap or two. Yeah, no doubt. And to be honest, since the barrier draw was conducted, I've been tossing and turning as to who my number one seed is, whether I go with my head maybe with Bling It On or my heart with Colt 31, of course. So somehow I can see Luke McCarthy getting into the clear. He always does. I keep coming back to the Queensland Oaks a few years ago and he was bowed away three fence on a Kiwi horse. I can't quite remember her name right now, but he was able to get her out into the clear when we thought that he would be three fence. So Luke always manages to find his way into clear running. So I don't see Bling It On being held up and never seeing daylight, but it's just going to be if he sees daylight early enough. We'll see good pressure throughout. We always do in these races. I think Jason Bonington was giving odds of about a dollar thirty that the track record will be broken. So, if that's anything to go by, it looks as though there's going to be good speed right throughout this contest, and we have lots of go forward horses to ensure that that's the case. Yeah, and that certainly means that uh, it's no easy uh, easy task for Cash and Flow to to roll off the gate and hold off all challenges. Certainly going to be uh, a, a fascinating race. So so complex. If we were to put you under the pump and, and name for a top three, maybe top four, have you settled on them? Obviously, early in the week, uh, you know, to to nail down your selections. But what way would you be tracking at this stage, Brittany? Probably at this stage, I'll be with Colt Thirty One on top, just because he has the logical options, and that's a big card to have in these big races. Bling it on a clear second, I think. I think. These two, I, I can't see winner coming outside of these two at this stage, especially with the times that they will be running. I think Cruz Bromack is the starting horse. He was first up from a long break on Kilmore Cup night, but the way he did it was super. And he's another horse that we know he's proven at the top level. Of course, he was last year's Inter Dominion uh, favourite for the final, of course, now with Amanda Grieve, but his first up run was super, and I think he's another horse that will just sit off this hot tempo. And then San Carlo, his Kilmore Cup effort was huge, but gee, it's hard to sit parked in these big races and manage to win, but he showed he could do that in the Kilmore Cup. I'm just not sure about cash and flow over the longer trip. I think he's proven he's a very, very good miler. We saw in the Blacks of Fake when he did work early, he didn't even complete the course over the 2600. The 2200 metres on Saturday night is going to be a solid little run race, and I'm just not confident that if he gets out in front, cops some pressure or gets a little bit keen that he can run out the 2200 really strongly. So my numbers at this stage, and they're liable to change, are 1, 8, 11 and 6. So that's the way I'm going at this early stage. Brittany Graham, really appreciate your thoughts on the Victoria Cup. You enjoy Saturday night. Great to catch up once again and looking forward to our next chat as the spring heats up in Australasia. Certainly is, Johnny. Yes, very much looking forward to to the next few months. Chat to you soon. That's Brittany Graham uh, looking forward to the Victoria Cup uh, sort of jammed in the middle of some pretty awesome harness racing action uh, across the weekend. You can't wait. Holmes DG Friday night into the Methven Cup bit of Vic Cup in between time so yeah uh, looking forward to all of that uh, I'd like to thank my guests on the program way back at the start Mitchell Kerr uh, we also had Barry Purden we also had uh, Regan Todd and Phil Williamson as well as Brittany so yeah big show uh, I gotta get out of here I'll uh, leave you with some good luck for the weekend and a little bit more Fat Boy Slim we'll see you next week